Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soundrise Podcast. Today, my friend Alexander and I will be talking about Pearl Jam and their latest record, but we will also share some of our impressions about the band as well as uh, tell you about our own experience with Pearl Jam. So, Alexander, how are you today? Hi, all. Uh, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, doing fine. Uh, again, uh, this is another day when uh, when the weather is beautiful, so I just try to enjoy it a little bit um, with a with a beer, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's been pretty nice. Uh, I'm uh, I'm very excited about this episode because uh, I think this is the first time that we are doing an episode of a band that uh, both of us are actually fans of. Yes, but I have to say I think you're a much bigger fan of Pearl Jam than I am. Because yeah, that's, I, that's possibly, yeah. Yeah, I think you know the output much better to much greater detail than I do. Um, I, uh, having said that, I still really, really dig this band. And uh, of course, it's a classic, iconic band, a very famous one. So for this episode, we decided to talk about a band that almost everyone is familiar with. But... We will also focus on the new record, which I think is uh, quite a departure for Pearl Jam in some ways, but in some other ways, it's more of the same. Yeah, yeah. It, it does contain some parts of their previous albums, uh, but I think, uh, I think this, this album is going to be a commercial success, uh, despite having seen some mixed reviews to be honest uh, some people have said that this is a good album some other people have said that it sounds like a compilation of b-sides but uh, yeah we'll, we'll discuss we'll discuss that in a minute all right so first i want to ask you how did you discover pearl jam like you're much younger than me and um, you were born in 1997 so past Pearl Jam's heyday. So uh, what I really want to know, how you got to this band, what inspired you to check them out, and what were your first impressions when you first heard them? Well, um, that was when I was in high school. Um, I, heard, uh, I heard about Pearl Jam when I was in high school, and my first song was Unthought Known, uh, which is... Yeah, which is which is a 2009 song. Oh, okay. Uh, it doesn't really reflect uh, their uh, their main records, but then um, then you introduced me to uh, to to their famous album Ten, and I just got you know I just got infected by that sound. Um, people may disagree with me on this, but I I think Pearl Jam are up there with one of the best rock bands ever. Um, I really like their first four records. I listened to some bits of, of the latter records, but those those uh, initial four records are absolutely br brilliant, especially 10, we all know that, and also VS. So, um, and this, this is also interesting. These guys are associated 
with the famous uh, Seattle scene, with the grunge scene. But I think most bands that um, that are also associated with this scene don't really uh, sound like each other. Oh, you know, every band has something special. You know, Nirvana doesn't sound like Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. Pearl Jam doesn't sound like you know Mud Honey and Soundgarden. So it, it's pretty, it's pretty kind of diverse. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think if that's a really great observation on your part because. Uh, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, um, Alice in Chains, all these bands have a very unique sound of their own. And you can tell that they had somewhat different influences. Like with Kurt Cobain, you can hear a bit of John Lennon in there, even a bit of the Beatles, right? But then when you yeah. listen to Alice in Chains, it's like Black Sabbath, um, the second incarnation of the band. And then you have Soundgarden that also sounds kind of like Black Sabbath, but yeah. also has this uh, really amazing original sound of their own. So, yeah, I, I guess you're absolutely right about that. But what I think brings these bands together is not just the fact that most of them come from Seattle, but also the spirit of their music, the uh, the rebellion uh, in their sound. You know, especially if yeah. you look at the context of the times when you had all these hair metal bands uh, ruling the charts and then you have this kind of gritty movement of new bands that are wearing their hearts on the sleeve, you know, brutally honest, very in your face, a uh, very punk rock approach, but still quite uh, uh, mel melodic and uh, musically creative. Uh, it's it's uh, it's these characteristics I think that really define grunge, not just a, a singular sound. Yeah, and what I would also like to point out is that uh, these guys don't really look. If, if you if you've ever listened to their interviews, they don't really look uh, like your typical superstars, like your you know rock stars. They look like ordinary guys just you know who just wanted to to make a band and make some difference in terms of the uh the politics and the society mm -hmm. and that's what i also like about pearl jam they, they look pretty ordinary but their their music is definitely not ordinary if you ask me yeah that that kind of look that uh, normal street look that's what i think resonated with kids as well at that time and, you know, since I was born in the 80s, I can remember uh, when the grunge movement took over the world uh, in the early 90s. I was still a kid back then, but I was more than aware of these bands, especially Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Those were the two bands that everybody was talking about. Those were the two bands that you could hear uh, on the radio, on television. There were videos of them all the time like they were mega stars they were superstars at that time i'm not sure that uh, unless you lived through that time I'm not sure you you're aware of how big they were back then like i i, I, I remember... don't think really that they are you know the biggest ever i, I don't have that impression and, and that that's maybe that has something to do with uh, with my age probably um so yeah that, that's what I, what i would say uh, uh, i wouldn't put them in terms of popularity popularity i wouldn't put them 
uh, with the likes of Guns, Guns N' Roses or Metallica. Yeah. Nirvana was right there. Nirvana was right there with these two bands you mentioned. Well, like, possibly uh, Nirvana, but... Yes, Pearl Jam, I'm not sure, maybe not that big, yeah. because Guns N' Roses were arguably the most popular band at the time, also Metallica after the Black Album. Yeah. But I think they were almost there, I think, in terms of popularity. Everybody was talking about them. Uh, all these videos for... Um, Jeremy, you know, uh, another yeah, from ten, alive. yeah, yeah even all, like you couldn't get away from that sound. Like even if you didn't listen to Pearl Jam actively, you would hear them. You so for me, Pearl Jam is a band that was there from the beginning. Like I didn't have to seek them out, if you know what I mean. They yeah. were there. I could hear them. I I remember because both of us are big basketball fans. I remember. At that time in the early 90s, uh, every once in a while, they would show NBA highlights on one of our television channels. And they would always be accompanied by different music. And usually it was like hard and heavy bands, but also grunge bands. And you could hear all these songs like Pearl Jam or, I don't know, some metal stuff as well. Uh, yep. So that was very, very prominent at the time. Very... Um, uh, very easy to hear. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, w what is your favorite album by Pearl Jam? That's what I want to know. Oof. Okay, wow. let's let's quickly do some favorite, yeah, favorite album stuff. Uh, probably VS. Their the, second okay, album. Okay, interesting. Uh, what makes that, for example, what makes that album? better than 10 in your opinion it, it, uh, to be honest uh, it was a toss-up between 10 and, and vs i think vs was a bit more mature uh, i think it was uh, the step in the right direction for the band it still has some 10 influence you know but uh, it, it also features some really really brilliant songs like daughter animal uh, go so uh, yeah it, it's really tight I, I cannot really tell an obvious an obvious uh, kind of an obvious thing that's that's better with with vs but I, I just think that one sits slightly better with me than than 10 all right that's how about uh, you but for me 10 is the greatest by far and I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm biased because they didn't really spend much time with other albums. Uh, but 10 is so great. Like every song is so classic, so unique, so perfect. And, and what's, what's really amazing about it is how, how emotional these lyrics are. How like you can feel so much pain in this record so much personal tragedy in, in so many songs and i think such records have always spoken to me for some reason so this is something that passion that i hear in 10 is something that i have to say is missing on other pearl jam records you have sparks of that here and there but overall i feel like while all of their records are good competent I think none of them have that amount of passion 
that kind of emotional resonance. And to me, it's a bit of a tragedy for Pearl Jam because it's one of those things when your first album is your best and you can never top it. You can never quite reach that level. And I, I think that might be very frustrating for musicians to set your own standards so high that you can't compete with yourself anymore. Wow, that's a really interesting take because I I think that they they have been kind of consistent, and I, I'm not saying that uh, the latter albums were better than Ten. Ten is arguably their their best album, but I wouldn't really say that they fell off uh, with the no, other. No, records. they didn't fall off. They lost the spark. You know, like their records are still good. They're still very enjoyable to listen to. There's nothing wrong with them. Absolutely. But 10 is like so grandiose. You know, it's like I just can't compare it to anything else. Yeah, yeah, definitely a masterpiece, uh, a record that marked a certain era. And I think, you know, it's like right there with smells like uh, Teen Spirit. Never mind. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward to 2020. Um, let's talk about their, their newest record called Gigaton, uh, which was released in March this year. I think it was March 27. So it's pretty fresh. Um, me personally, I think this is a very good album. Um, I think it's a bit unfair to judge it uh, from a 90s perspective because Obviously, we're not in the 90s anymore. And on the other hand, um, we're in 2020. And I I don't really expect that many rock albums and and rock bands to to, uh, dominate the scene. So I think this was a very good project by by Pearl Jam. And I'm kind of thankful for for doing that. So um, let me me give the microphone back to you. Oh, well, I have to say... um... I was kind of cautious in terms of expectations for this one because while I listened to the last few records they released, they never stuck with me. You know, I I thought they were good, but I didn't listen to them more than a few times, which might be a mistake for all I know. These records might have had much more to offer than what I initially thought. And mind you, these were good records, but just... They never really stuck with me. Uh, it was like all by numbers, you know, like Pearl Jam by numbers. Yeah, okay, this is what I expected. So what what, what else is new? But with this yeah. album, I have to say, having listened to it a couple of times now, uh, it's still, it still hasn't quite sunk in. Like, I, I feel like there's more space for it to grow on me. But I really enjoy this record. I think while it doesn't have any major songs like the ones on on the aforementioned 10 you know it's still a very good record and what i like is a a departure in their their sound like some some of the songs have this very atmospheric feel with keyboards and uh, even some kind of new wavish feel to them you know like uh, you can tell that uh they wanted to expand on their sound a bit they wanted to do something slightly different and while it's not not something that pushes the boundaries it's very refreshing to hear a band exploring different venues like that so 
in that sense, I really like this record. And I think uh, this one might actually stick with me, you know, because uh, it's just something else. It's, it's, it's great to hear such records these days, you know, like a classic rock band sounding kind of fresh, not repeating themselves too much. I mean, there is some kind of repetition, but then again, that's also something you need because you want that kind of familiarity. You don't want them to sound completely different from what we're used to. You want that groove to kind of carry the song and uh, give you that dance feel. And by this, I mean uh, their yeah, possibly most popular uh, song of this album is uh, Dance of the Clairvoyance. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you realize uh, it's really catchy. It has that bass line, which is which is really contagious, and and the drums. And what's interesting about this track is that uh, it wasn't Jeff Ament who is there, as we all know, he mm-hmm. he is their main bassist. He wasn't the guy that played the bass on who, uh, who played uh, the bass, uh, Stone Gassard. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, I, I didn't check that's those really individual credits, but yeah, that's cool. That's really oh. cool, yeah. And I think he, he did he did a decent job. Uh, this is not my favorite uh, song of this album, but I think if you are if you are a new Pro Jam fan, I think this album will uh, be a commercial success and uh, very very popular. But if you're an older fan, you might be skeptical of it. Um, but from, from, from my point of view, um, you know, people tend to say that rock and roll is gone. There's no rock and roll in the 21st century and all that. I wouldn't, I would partially, partially agree with that. But if there's an album that could change your mind on that opinion, I think this is one, this is, this is an album that really has that modern feel. But at the same time, it does uh, incorporate some uh, 90s rock elements. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, that's the thing. This song, Dance of the Clairvoyance, it's, uh, I think, the song where you go, oh, all right, this is now something new, something new going on. And then you have like, several songs that are mm, somewhat atypical for Pearl Jam, including that one. And that sound very much in line in light with these bands that turned up around uh, the turn of the century, you know, like early 2000s, you know, the Strokes and bands like that. And I really like that sound. I like that they decided to incorporate this sound uh, into their own unique sound that's still very much present here. And you, you can also tell that, you know... Um, their age shows, you know, of course, it's not going to be that same band from 10 or VS, you know, the band that was driven by passion here. This band is like more mature. Yeah, uh, they they obviously know how to produce a great song. I love uh, the chemistry between the, the band members, uh, love the drumming, have to say. Um, oh yes, definitely. but of course you won't feel that kind of passion from the early days. So if you're a an old fan expecting another ten, you you're bound to be disappointed. But if you're open-minded yeah. to this record and just take it for what it is, you're going to enjoy it. It's not a masterpiece by any stretch, but it's a very competent record, 
and it's quite enjoyable, especially, you know, uh, you talked about how people consider rock music to be dying, and I don't think that's necessarily true, you know, because, like, jazz hasn't died. There's still a lot of great jazz out there, and it's a much more niche genre than rock, right? Rock will always be there, you know, people will always seek rock music. It's just not as big as it once was, but does that really matter? All that matters for us as rock fans is that we get to enjoy albums like this. Yeah, and also to approach um, different sounds with an open mind, because as we have already mentioned, this is not your 90s rock uh, rock album. This is, this is very modern, uh, but it also features some... Um, Yes, some, some parts of their previous previous work, and I, I especially like um, the um, the other parts of the album with with these acoustic songs. What did you think? Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's what I really enjoyed. Like this kind of feel when they slow things down and uh, get into more reflective mood. Especially, I especially enjoyed the last track on the album. Uh, the last track. Great. River Cross. It's like, you know, like when you have that one ballad that kind of uh, sums up the whole album, the whole feel, uh, kind of meant to be epic in its proportions. Sort of like I think uh, R.E.M. ended some of their albums like that, you know, um, and this yeah. is similar. And I really enjoy this ballad. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a few more listens later. I love the way they uh, they wrapped up the record, um, and of course, there's a lot of. Uh, this is not a typical rocking out record. There's a lot of uh, slow-paced songs or mid-paced songs, uh, and I think it's better for it because I think the band knows how to recognize its current strengths and plays to them. And this is how we get a record that is fresh, despite the fact that we're dealing with a veteran band that has so much under their belt that uh, that some people assume is worn out because there's a lot of criticism for Pearl Jam out there. And I think a part of this criticism stems from the fact uh, that their early records were so great that now people uh, expect miracles all the time. Yeah. And I think the band decided to wisely play to their strengths rather than creating uh, a Pearl Jam by numbers records, which was the case with some of the previous records, I think, where they were just going for that typical rocking Pearl Jam sounds and somewhat failed. Not failed entirely, but failed in terms of just creating very predictable music. This way, I think they have a much better chance of uh, appealing to their fans and also new listeners. I would definitely agree with that. Um, I, I, would, I, I would also like to uh, just add... Um, I think Eddie Weather still has it. I think... Uh, I don't see... Um, much difference in, in, in his vocals. I think he, he still has got it and he sounds pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I love Eddie. He's still an amazing singer. 
uh, his solo projects are also quite interesting, and and this is uh, somewhat similar in in a way. He departed from this typical Pearl Jam sound, you know, um, and yeah, like there's nothing much to add to what you what you've just said. Eddie is still an amazing a force of uh, an amazing star, a force of nature, a true rock uh, rock god. So yeah, definitely this record has a lot of good things going for it, and I strongly recommend it to everyone. I wouldn't give it a an extremely high rating, but maybe seven point five or eight out of ten, I think, is definitely deserving of that. Yep, um, I would give it an eight point five, a very solid eight point five. I'm very thank thankful for thankful for this for this album. I think it's the right thing to do in 2020, especially. So, um, uh, in the beginning of this episode, we played a part of their uh, of their song "Buckle Up," which is definitely one of my favorites uh, on this album. And now we would like to conclude this episode um, with another song from this album. Um, I would like to pick seven o'clock. Uh, I think it's a great, a good great, pick. Yeah, yeah, great it's pick. A, I could listen to that intro forever. So, dear uh, listeners, we would like to hear more from you. Let us know what you think about this record. Uh, we're eagerly expecting your feedback. Thank you, and don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Now we're going to play 7 o'clock to, to conclude this episode. So thank you for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.
talking 